Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of pins about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. Also joining us is Evgeny. Hey, what up, nerds? I'm Argent. We also got Grace. Hello, I'm Gator Girl. And lastly, we got Ben. Hello, I am Ben, also known as Overlord Jeebus. Great. We're going to talk about more words of Brandon. Uh, and if there's an AMA, we might need to do another one of these later. Uh, that currently has not occurred as time of recording, but there, there might be some more uh, pretty soon. As we said last time, Wobs are uh, secondary canon, but, uh, you know, Brandon can change his mind, but there's also a lot of good stuff here. So, uh, I'll start us off. We got... Rhythm of War spoilers. Oh, yes, yes. Rhythm, yes, Which there will be Rhythm of War spoilers. 100%. And Cosmere spoilers. The, the Wobs go where Wobs go. That's just how it works. <laughs> Alright, so, Starman2995, who owned the red chicken, and what was its purpose? The, that's the one in Lyft's interlude. The, and Brandon says the red chicken was owned by the fair chemist, who was keeping an eye on Dalinar in his house. Good to know that that guy is a fair chemist, even though we all kind of knew that. Uh, so that's yes. a man well, named Gera. I wouldn't say all because well, I was looking yeah. at chat. I was looking at YouTube chat. When oh, that they were very confused. Up. Yeah, that was quite amusing. People's like, heads exploded when yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. casually <laughs> yeah. dropped Ferrochemist in there. Uh, be suspicious of anyone wearing rings. He's in the prologue as well and in Lift Center. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good old Gary. Yeah. Good old Gary. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was really funny uh, looking at chat. But yeah, that, that guy's a Ferrochemist. So this next one is from Hesse's Ward. Love that. We're the Sons of Honor, a splinter group of the Invisitors. Brandon, Raffo, but let's just say you have the relationship backward. Uh, Hesse's Ward, what about the Seelay Invisitors Kaladin saw while flying with the storm? Brandon, Raffo. Hmm. How's that first one on Raffo? Just, Brandon just answered the question. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. can change his mind on Raffo's, you know, within the same sentence. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's probably like Raffo and how exactly did yeah. the Invisitors break off from the Sons of Honor. Yeah. But that yeah. does imply that the Sons of Honor are a much older organization than I had thought. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess with Kalak being there, like... There could be all manner of weird crap going on with them. Historically, yeah. right? Yeah. They're they're probably some kind of project of Kalox for yeah. him to get off world. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Or it's just like people being crazy and leaving off and doing their own thing. I, I like that yeah. we're getting more invisitor lore. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh and speaking of invisitors, something that has nothing to do with them. Uh, Frosty911 asks, uh, was the maximum amount of bondsmiths set at three, even historically? Uh, and Brandon says that there have never been more than three bondsmiths at any one time. Which we, we did know. Mm. And the frustrating thing is that this is not the actual question the person asked. This is the version of the question that Adam read out. <laughs> Yep. What was the what did the person actually ask? Um was the is the maximum amount of um bondsmiths 
still set at three as it was historically. Ah. That is importantly different. Which is a much more interesting question. Yes. Yes. Unless the answer is just no. <laughs> well, but I even mean, even then, it tells us that because obviously this what what this is trying to get at is like Janat Bondsmith and uh, Baromishram Bondsmith and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the actual question and answer don't help us with that at all. Yeah. yeah. So this next one was asked by James Smallwood. Can the Voidsprint bonded by the Regals be killed and become dead eyes? Brandon. Voidsprint bonded by the Regals. Right, okay. I'll raffo that for now. I haven't gotten to the mechanics of the Regals as much as I eventually want to get into it. Let's just say something weird is happening to make dead eyes. They didn't exist before the Recreants. There should be a relationship here that reminds you of something else you've seen in the Cosmere. Yeah, the last line is the important one, right? Uh, yeah. I, I would not think that Void's friend bonded by the Regals would become dead no. because that's yeah. that's different mechanically than what's happening with Radiant Bonds, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, because there are no oaths involved. Yeah, there's no oaths. But I think the thing that uh, you know, the 17 Shard Discord, ah, the relationship there, like the Sions, uh, and the Rayod in Elantris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know some people have brought up the idea that the shades. Uh, on Trinity might be the thing that mm. this is this is what this Could is be. referring to. I don't see the parallels as much as I see them with Seons and the Riode. Because right? mm. uh, both I, with Seons and Dead Eyes, we have something that was fine and it was great, and then something went wrong, and now the thing is broken and kind of mindless. I, I think the comparison there is that like shades aren't as aware as other forms of cognitive shadows in the right. cosmere yeah mm-hmm. um, again well, like, like I, i'm more inclined to think it it this he owns is the connection we should be looking at but yeah i see the argument behind the shades because like you know they, they just wander about but then they react very violently to certain stimuli you know kind of mm-hmm. the screaming when they get summoned kind of thing yeah so the next question was asked by kimbobi so who asked, is it possible to surge bind using gaseous investiture other than Roshars? Uh, to which Brandon said uh, that Rosharans are bad at naming things because they would call uh, the metallic arts surge binding. Um, but Chris right. would disagree with that uh, yeah. because the Rosharans just would just call everything surge binding. The arcana of the Cosmere, they would just call surge binding. Right. Uh, but other people within the world would disagree with that. Uh, what... Brandon there says, what you're really asking is, can someone, one of the Rosharan, the Knightly Radiant Orders, uh, could they power that with a different form of investiture from another planet? And yes, this is possible. There, there might be some difficulties in making it work, which I haven't explained entirely yet. But yes, this is possible. In fact, it is possible to power all of the different magics with the different forms of investiture. That is a possibility. Sure. This is one of the reasons why Mraze and Thydekar are so interested in Stormlight. Right. Um, yes, there's, and there's a bit of back and forth about like ethically sustainable investiture yep. um, and philosophy, um, but we do end on a point that says we will explore Thydekar's relationship with that in the future books. Good. So, uh, yes. We've seen in other... Oh, this is another thing with Thydekar, as we said last time. 
But you have seen in other books the lengths that Thydekar is willing to take in order to achieve his goals. So <laughs> if you are... It, it, it's Kelsier. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Kenton tried really hard. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Makes sense that, like, given enough hackery, you could make all the investiture work. But yeah, it's going to be difficult in some ways. Yeah. I like how as well, there's, there's an argument I've had people with surge binding and about whether it's fundamental to everything in the Cosmo or whether it's just a name Risharan's give that stuff. I fall on the Chris side of things where it's just a Risharan thing, but I've met people who think it's a whole Cosmo white thing. And so it's nice to know that is a disagreement within the Cosmo as well. So we can continue arguing forever. Mm-hmm. So Drew Berg asks, is Tien's Spren still around, or are they recovering like Syl did prior after her prior Radiance death? And Brandon says, well, rough with that. Tien's Spren is not going to be a Deadeye. Tien didn't break his oaths. Tien was killed. Ah, uh, so. Cool. Makes sense. Uh, he was going to be a Light Weaver, but then he died. Mm-hmm. I would love to meet his Spren. Yes. What if his Spren was just Pattern? Wait, was it, does, does the timing work out for that? I think it does. It could. Yes, iffy. What if it, it was it design? It, I, yeah, I, I was going to say, what if it's design? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're probably in exactly the same situation as design was after Elokar's death, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Just lost, yeah. Right. This uh, next one is from Jeremy Mayhew. Um, if Adolin said the first oath to Maya, would the Stormfather have to accept it if Maya did? Brandon, no, not necessarily. There's more going on here. Even if Maya would, does he mean the oath? Is he wanting to be part of that order? There are so many things that that could prevent. And even would the Stormfather be the one answering in that case, which would probably be a no. All kinds of versions of no to that question, though it is a good question. And so I definitely think it would be Coravelli when I've asked she who brings the dues at dawn who would be accepting that oath. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, next question asks about can, can whatever Ishar is doing to the Spren, so the experiments with bringing them into the physical realm, um, help Thydekar with his issue? Um, which is the cognitive shadow issue and like whatever. Uh, Brown says, in a roundabout way, possibly. Interesting. Yeah, I don't even know where to go with that one. If it was a direct yes, then that'd be nice. How roundabout would this be? Yeah, I I think what this is getting at is that so obviously, so Ishar is looking into manifesting cognitive entities fully into the physical realm with like their own bodies and their like actual living organs and stuff. And so I think what Brandon is saying is that there is a way to make something like that work to take a cognitive entity and turn it into a physical entity. Mm. But the way Ishar is going on about it is not the way. Yeah, okay, I like that. That's fine. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh. All right, so uh, Kevin Andres asked, in the vision Dalnar had in The Way of Kings where he was flying with another Radiant, he asks how to summon his armor, and the Radiant 
he's with acts confused and tell him to act, talk to the quartermaster or something along those lines. Did Radiance lend out their armor to lower rank Radiance? And Brandon said, that did happen in the past. Which makes sense if like fifth level Radiance took up more of a command position. They don't have sure, much right. use for armor anymore. Hmm. Uh, I like that this question was asked because after the the Kaladin scene, I was like, but what about that Radiant in that one vision who said he needed to talk to the, was it Belishi or the Harkalane? Harkalane. Harkalane. Yeah. Um, about, and I was like, why would they have to talk to Harkalane about their bond, like the, their plate? But the fact, I liked the idea that, oh, it's because maybe they were borrowing someone else's plate. Um, right. Except yeah. what well, the, the Windrunner says is Dr. Harkalane or speak with your spren. Right. Hmm. Um, and so I don't. I don't think anything about the scene has changed. I think this is. I. I think Harkalane was the bondsmith at that time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, somebody like who's well versed in connection. And so, right. hey, either either speak with your spren about your connection to the plate, or speak with the bondsmith about your connection with the plate. Makes sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. But makes sense because you can give shard blades to a person that it's not bonded to with intent things. So you could presumably do that with plate as well. Totally cool. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, this question was asked by uh, Jamleon, who asked, "What happened to Plamry in Dawnshard when he and Nickly was Nickly were stranded to keep them from interfering?" I think there was uh, a bunch where was... Brandon was like, "Who are you even talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he forgot who Plamry was. It seems <laughs> Plamry was the uh, they were they were sent off was, to the mainland of Amia and Nickly escaped and no yeah, mention Nickley, of Plamry. Yeah. Later. Plamry was Nickly's like assistant, so like yep, right. Nickly was Plamry's boss. So yeah, uh, Brandon said he was not involved in any of it. He got left when his friends and superior uh, when his friend and superior melted into bugs. <laughs> He's probably having a hard time with that. <laughs> he was left there and then re recovered at the end of the book after the last chapter. Good. I believe that's what you're asking. Plamry is okay physically, but it does to various people to watch people <laughs> you've known melt into bugs. Depends on the individual. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I imagine watching your boss melt into bugs is quite the um, experience. Oh, Plamry. <laughs> Good old Plamry. Oh, Plamry. <laughs> For I mean, like that a is super relatable thing, just watching your boss melt yeah, into bugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hate when it happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just like, oh, it's just another Tuesday. Again. Ugh. <laughs> you only do this when I ask for a raise. <laughs> Excellent. This next one is a nice confirmation. It, it just makes things easier. Uh, but Benjamin... Susla asks, did Hoyt confirm that cultivation is a dragon? Brandon, I don't know if Hoyt did, but I confirm it for you. Cultivation is. We we kinda knew that that there was there was an implication from uh, a Reddit word of Brandon, so but that's nice. Uh, mm -hmm. And Brandon said it's not a secret, so cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next up is Richard Reynolds. Who owns the shop that Kaladin finds the missing flute in the wooden horse? Is it anyone significant? That's a good Brandon, question. There is significance to how those items arrived there, but the significance does not directly involve the person selling them. What? <laughs> this, this makes perfect sense to me. This is absolutely 100. Brandon added something into the Cosmere 
called Fortune. And what Fortune allows you to do is if you're the main character of a book, it allows interesting <laughs> and convenient things to happen around you. He added this for this purpose. And so that's what's happened here. Uh, that's, that's, that's what happened here. Maybe Destiny. Destiny, or, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the sleepless following Kaladin thought that he could make a little extra cash by picking up uh, lost <laughs> items. <laughs> that actually works too. <laughs> but I, and I do think this is part of his Wheel of Time showing, where it's like sometimes things the the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. Like right, right. Sometimes right. the pattern stuff happens yeah. because it's convenient. Yes, it's yeah. called fortune or destiny or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, Javier and what have you. <laughs> this is probably going to be one of those things that is like, is it divine intervention? Are there like mechanical reasons for this stuff to be happening? Who knows? We'll never get an answer. Oh, but don't you want to talk about that on the TN podcast? Because I kind of <laughs> do. That vision's weird. Cool. So that is actually the end of the spoiler live stream. The the rest of the stuff we had are I, I went through pages of words of Brandon to collect the rest of these. And I I went through to about June, I think, and I figured we've probably got most of the interesting things. So there's some yeah. stuff from the Rhythm of War preview chapters, some other miscellaneous Reddit stuff, and also stuff from the Dawn Chart annotations that I don't think we talked about. Uh, when we got there, so, mm-hmm. so miscellaneous, miscellaneous stuff that we missed. Mm-hmm. So the real Cami asks, Whoa. no, no one? fake, no fake Cami's here. Not asleep. Um, confirmed. <laughs> uh, asks about the thrill and um, hey, they just chucked it in the ocean. What's up with that? Yes. I need we needed uh, to have this one. <laughs> also, do we do we just like info or did Yasna allow something that powerful to simply be tossed away and hope no one finds it? Uh, and Brent says that the beta readers also had similar concerns and the team kept pushing for him to include something in the books, but he never have found the right place. It is more secure than you think. What does that mean? <laughs> I love that the questioner was like, why would Yasna let this happen? (laughs) Why would Yasna let this happen? I I understand why why the dumb (laughs) characters would do this. (laughs) I... I'm very curious if, like, he was asked that on a spoiler livestream, if he would have explained, or if he would save that. But I I have no idea what this even means. Like, with the sea people at the bottom of the ocean like i don't know <laughs> atlantis i like i think so someone's like said they just wrapped it in aluminium and threw it in the ocean and that i like is, that that I'm does like, not I, seem more secure it seems slightly more secure to me <laughs> I, I, technically just i guess uh, yeah so what i think is i i don't know if this is true but it's it's a plausible thing um i think yasna had people on the other side like waiting to like it's not uh, the thrill is not in the bottom of the ocean it is somewhere in shadesmar being safeguarded by someone yeah i like the idea of the oh we're gonna drop it in the middle of the ocean was just a wink wink direction yeah yeah Yeah. i'm glad that it is more secure uh because before this really just seemed like well 
it can't be in your theory because your theory gets <laughs> captured in the book. So, because yeah. normally you'd think your theory is the most secure place. So, mm-hmm. mm. but yes, I definitely want more information on that because yes. I thought this was really dumb. So it is really dumb. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't confirm. Betas did have questions on it. <laughs> <laughs> so Asmodeus asked, just as a point of clarification. Was Vasher physically articulating his commands in this chapter, or is he capable of bypassing that need for whatever reasoning? That was the scene where they Brandon, were fighting Calden. Yeah. Brandon said, you can assume he whispered each command as he gave them. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yep. I, I know in Rhythm of Previews, <laughs> there was extensive discussion on that, uh, so that, that, that is good to know. Cool. Cool. Uh... The, the next one was asked by Sophandrius TW, uh, who asked, what would Murray's answer, since he doesn't lie, if someone asked him, <laughs> where are you from? To which Brandon replied, Murray's would truthfully say he is from Roshar. Well, that he was born on Roshar. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yep. Ooh, this next one's nice. Uh... Especially because this is pre-Rhythm of War, so it's it's interesting. Sophandrius TW also asks, Would it be correct to speak of Vire and Moash like only one person? I mean, they actually look like different people. Brandon, they are one person, but his identity is a little wonky at times. Uh, then someone else says, Does that mean Moash has dissociative tendencies similar to Shalon? Vire mouthing off to the fused is very different from Moash being dead inside an Oathbringer. Brandon, no, this is more about whether he sees himself still as Moash and such. It will be more clear as the book progresses. And uh, certainly there is a part where like there's the Vire interlude, but he switches back to Moash when thinking of Kaladin. So, yeah, and clearly that's intentional. Also, when does he look different depending on whether yeah, he's Meyer or Moash? Uh, when he's Moash, he wears a blue Bridgeport uniform. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wears a black Bridgeport uniform. Yeah. Very okay. different. It's actually, it's actually the same uniform, it's just half of it is blue hair, half is black. And yeah, yeah. whenever he switches, he's like, like two-faced. The, he just yeah, turns. The, the, yeah, the, the camera just, just turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to go with, it's one of those reversible jackets. <laughs> <laughs> you can dye no, the jacket to pure black, but, but it, only one side of it, okay? <laughs> only one side. Oh, the poor tailor. Uh, well, th- yeah, seriously. Uh, well, this is good. That means we don't need to move the uh, Moash Coppermine page to fire, because so, it's weird. So we'll, we'll just leave it as it is. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think there was a commenter complaining that we we don't refer to him as Vire, so we could point to this yeah. one. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. He is yep. inconsistent himself. Yep. Uh, this next one is from Zuberzub S. Excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, just to double check my understanding of things, Odium is still mostly bound on Braze, right? Just that he can influence things on Roshar because of proximity. <laughs> Good Brandon. question. Yeah, I treat Braze, Ashen, and Roshar as if they were almost one entity for a lot of identity-slash-connection-related issues. It's more than proximity, though proximity leads to it. We, on Earth, I feel, would consider the Moon and even Mars to be ours, so to speak, part of our family of planets. 
Odium's binding and that of the heralds slash fused encompasses Roshar and Ashen. There are some subtle distinctions, but for the most part, being bound on Braze is the same as being bound on Roshar. Uh, Braze 7, so Shadesmar is only from Roshar or from the three planets. Brennan, you can reach all three through Shadesmar with a much shorter trip than to other systems. But the map we provide so far is only Roshar, which is a very interesting clarification. True. Um, Fantine, have you come up with a name for their star? Um, rather than just being the Rosharn system. Brennan, by people in world, it's being referred to as the Rosharn system. This is kind of confusing to us because we focus on the suns to orient what makes a system, but in the Cosmere, they travel directly to planets. And so the biggest trading planet becomes a source of naming conventions in most places. I agree it's a little confusing for us, but I believe it's the way it would naturally arise for them. Uthnar, on the topic of the Rosharn solar system, do we get to learn about the significance of the Ten Gas Giants? Were they there before the Shards ever made their home there? Is that the origin of the significance in the context of the Cosmere's natural laws? Brandon, Raffo, I'm afraid. So a lot of stuff here. Yes. I like the naming convention thing not being focused on stars because I I do think Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense because we are not going into spaceships uh, there. You're going through perpendicularities. Rashar has a Mm -hmm. bunch of them. Makes sense. It's kind of a... Yeah. yeah, And it makes sense why in the Dromanad system everything is named according to Elikin naming patterns. When right, there's like true. multiple societies, and even the Elikin aren't the dominant ones on their planet, right? But they're the ones that have Patchy in the AVR, yep. so they're yeah. the ones that matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a. It's a really, really nice and interesting kind of attention to detail moment yeah. that I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I was going to bring up is uh, where Brendan talks about how Ash and Braze and Rashar are the same for most intents and purposes yeah except in, in so- <laughs> i i almost decided not to use that phrase there. um uh with with some notable exceptions and i think one of those exceptions is like the fused and the oath pact like because the fused seem to get pulled back and bound to braze specifically, right. and they can't go back to Rashar until the heralds do their thing. Like, so that's one of these exceptions, I think. The the reason I'm kind of like side eyeing this hard is because the only time that it matters that the three are separate is when it's these exceptions. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like the only people continuously crossing planets and that are bound to specific planets are the exceptions to this rule. So who does the rule apply to? Does well, that mean all three shards can move between all three planets? No problem. Uh, yeah, I, I think no it's a problem. Yeah, a shard invested on one of these planets can affect the other planets fairly mm-hmm. easily. Easily, like they can't affect like Scadrial. right? Okay. Like, he's like it's they're it's kind of like a cul-de-sac. Like you can, it's, it's easy to get to the other ones. Yeah, it's, I always I always thought of honor and cultivation being on Roshar and not Ashen, and then uh, Odium being gone, Braze, and not Roshar or Ashen. So, I think, yeah. 
I think this means that in the back half, Brandon wants the Radiance to travel to Ashen and Braze yeah. without uh, having to deal with Spren leaving and the yeah. issues that causes. And that's just what I was thinking. I that totally makes agree. sense. That yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. That means yeah. they can also go to the moons, no problem as well. <laughs> oh baby, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> but uh, also interesting that uh, yeah, the the Shadesmar map is just the Roshar one, so the, the Ashen and Braze. On, on the cognitive realm side, will are off the border. Yeah, off the border. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, I mean, we always knew that because the map looks like the continent. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's been some discussion of like whether or not like they are like directly bordered or if there's like like and like you can see the edges of them on the map, mm-hmm. but I still don't here know it's like explicit. Still don't know what like a nexus is on that freaking map. Like we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like expanse. Oh, different subastral. Okay, kind of get it. What's the nexus of transition? No idea. What? Because there's three nexuses on that map, so it's not like one's ashen and one's braze, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think it was the nexi that had, were discussed. Right. That I was thinking of. Right. Yeah. 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 We have uh, transition. We have imagination. Oh, I don't remember the other one without looking at the map. Okay, oh, whatever. Yep. Yeah. There's more than two. That's the important thing. <laughs> so Ketamine asks, uh, so the total number of the fused is around 100. Is Odium unwilling or unable to create new fused? Uh, Ren says he is able, uh, but so far he hasn't. And there are more than 100 fused. Uh, and then ketamine sides a thing from chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're gathering at the meeting. Yeah, where Venli is thinking there are about 30 voices. Um, but then once all the fuels are awakened, there will be up to 100. And Ren says, 100 voices representing fused important enough to deserve a place in this meeting. Fused below Leshwi, Leshwi's rank, uh, wouldn't have a voice. Is a mistake to make, maybe something I should have tweaked in the book to make it more clear. That's a nice clarification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do we what do we think in the number of fused are? I'm thinking thousands. Be thousands, right? Um I think hundreds. I think a thousand would probably be the max, personally. I'm just thinking like if if yeah, lest we had like what, thirty Shanaim? Uh, 50, like 50, 50, 50. So 50 or 60 when they attacked the bridge. Like 50 and she's something. Like, yeah, she's like the lowest rank. So like... Well, I wouldn't say the she's other the lowest would have, rank. Uh, she's like just high enough to make it to those meetings, but low enough to not yeah, actually have yeah. any responsibility. Well, yeah. Yeah. Lowest in relative to that meeting. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. in relative to that meeting. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so like so other I, I people would have more people under them. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's a hundred like leaders, hmm. but it's, yeah. I think it's it's like it's like the Knights Radiant, the Shemay in the Windrunners, largest order. The others yeah. aren't gonna have that many. Right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. very few Nexim. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I would probably say an upper bound of like a couple of thousand at most. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh. So now we got some Dawn Shard stuff. Yep. So, uh, Maury Willow said, You once told us that one of the Dawn Shards was different th- from the others. 
as of the events of the novella, is that still true? Brandon said yes. Very interesting. So it's mm. not that one of them was stuck in a mural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes, that's true. That, that's what this is saying. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's weird. It's interesting. One yeah. of the one of the questions I've been wanting to ask Brandon is, what book will we find out more about Dawn Shards? I guess Dragonsteel. Probably. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be more important back five. I, I just don't mm. think they're going to be relevant in book five. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because we, we yeah. got to see, like, Ashar doing crap with Dawn Shards on Ashen, right? In flashbacks. Mm. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one was sent in by Fully Operational, who asked, why didn't the Sleepless have a guard watching the Dawn Shard? Uh, so Brandon said they did. But only a couple of hordlings to give warning. They never thought in a million years that intruders would absorb the Dawn Shard. It wasn't seen as possible for a variety of reasons that someday might be clear. Hmm. Up until the moment of realizing what had happened, they assumed they were in complete control as the humans were locked into a place with no other exit, and they were sw there were swarms blocking the way back out through the water. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Which, which makes the thing that happened with risen so much more interesting yeah yeah i thought that that wouldn't happen but all that seemed to happen is she just walked up to it and it was like take me yeah but she was like, like chosen by the by like cheery cheery and like great yeah. shells so like there's some prerequisites but there's mm. clearly some sort of mechanics going on there that they thought mm. that that would not be stolen yeah some connection stuff fortune stuff Maybe. destiny stuff Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual stuff. Definitely. <laughs> when yeah. in doubt, blame the spiritual realm. That's a good. That's that's good. <laughs> she heartless uh, asks, "Does that mean Rissen's now immortal? Is a dawn shard a shard along the same lines as odium slash honor, or is it a combination of four of that type of shards, or are dawn shards entirely separate?" Brandon says, Raffo on most, but the Dawn Shards predate the Shattering, so there's something other than traditional Shards. Similar, but distinct in some ways. Yeah, I mean, i definitely say there's a lot of distinctions. Um, yeah. But yeah. maybe there are some similarities. Yeah, I was going to say, the similarities are what really interest me, because mm -hmm. they really don't seem very similar at the moment. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I, I think the similarity is that they each have a theme, like the the, the command or like the intent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I wonder. Them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if what we are looking at is shards are kind of the ultimate expression of intent, mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. dawn shards are the ultimate expression of commands. Command. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And and kind of. Once you put all of that together, so you take all of the intents and all of the commands, you end up with a nauseum, even though the Dawn Shards... Uh, predate the Shattering, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they, yes, they predate the Shattering, but they don't predate a nauseum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, the Dawn Shards are so crazy. Like, so I, I kind of... Since that Dawn Shard episode, we've been doing so much Rhythm of War stuff that it's... It, it's almost like hard to remember how crazy that that yeah. paragraph is. Yeah, it's like spending so long with the shards as the most powerful beings in the cosmere. And Brandon's like, by the way, here's four more. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Okay, so this next one is from Gerbil. So Risen's Dawn Shard was totally used with Surge Binding to make the Dawn cities, right? E.g. the giant wind breaks in Kulinar that everyone wonders, how did they make those? That would seem outside the power level of radiant soul casting. Granted, let's just say this is a linguistic connection I expected people to make. Also, creation of the Dawn Cities and our Ethereum is beyond the scope of what a radiant or even a group of them working together could create via soul casting. Though note, it's not beyond the scope of what surge binding itself could do. So that's interesting given uh, two things. Like last mm-hmm. time we said that pre-oaths the radiants were lower power level. I assume whatever however the Dawn Singers got surge binding like abilities mm-hmm. is yep. more on that power scale and not on a radiant scale. That that's Possibly. my assumption. Mm-hmm. In yeah. my head, yeah, the Dawn Cities the Dawn Cities were made by a bunch of Dawn singers just singing a song together, just a big group of them. Yeah, just, but so what I'm saying is that it cannot yeah. just be that. Because if they're not radiant powered, this is saying that not even radiance working together can do that. So what I'm saying is uh, yeah, yeah, presumably saying, yeah. they require a dawn chart. Okay. Right. I, I'm wondering if there's some sort of trick here because he says like, oh, like working together, like you couldn't create this via Soka. Well, okay, that's true. But yeah. Yeah. So like it could be there's like, but you could do it with stone with shaping. Stone shaping, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which like because I don't know if I like that, but I think it is a valid. Yeah, I guess that's trick. Brandon could be playing. The Dawn cities do feel very, very stone shapey, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, especially now that we've seen, like in Van Lee's visions, how the ancient, like how the Dawn Singers could shape the stone into whatever they needed to be, mm-hmm. it just, is conceivable that a lot of them could do something on on a scale this big. Yeah, I just don't think that the Dawn Singers are more powerful than a fully powered Radiant. Like, I just don't think that's no. true. So that implies to me that they needed a Dawn Shard. Like, you can supercharge stone shaping to do that. They needed something. I don't know whether or not it was a Dawn Shard. If the timeline works for that. Sure, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, like, shenanigans happened. Yeah. But is it a a question of power, or is it more like the, the... how how the the um how the deepest ones use the surge of cohesion differently from how the stone wards do like they're not necessarily more powerful but they have a lot more vers- versatility and control yeah. or at least a different kind of versatility and control than a stone ward or a will shaper would so if you had say for example a form like a singer had a form of power which gave them a small amount of stone shaping ability mm-hmm. if you had thousands of those um forms of power then you could arguably raise a city just by getting each one to individually raise a small amount of a wall and have them standing in a formation that's kind of like a group of radiance yes probably couldn't do this but like the difference is that singers forms could uh, are far more numerous 
and they have things going on with them where they walk connected to Roshan. I guess. And stuff. I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. buy that. I, I feel like too many voices would be too many. Like it, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. But they're, sort they're, of like you reason- have like because like the Dawn Cities are like this single like massive pattern that yeah. I don't yeah. think the, the number of people it would take to do that manually like there wouldn't be a cohesive vision yeah that would be as smooth. So you say, say that. that. Mm-hmm. But I think you're probably going to say the thing I'm going to say is what? the Everstorm. Everstorm. The reason that I've always had this image in my head is the image of the thousands of uh, storm forms summoning the Everstorm. You know, these guys were able to sing a song. In you know, they're far more able to. What's the word when you two people sing with each other at the same time? What's that called? Synchronize. Yeah, like sing, harmonize. Like they can harmonize, and you can have a massive group of people. You know, we talk. They always talk about how the Parshendi are able to far more organized in war because they can sing a song together and they can you know that kind of thing so that's kind of how i see it they summoned a storm to roshar obviously it's a very different situation well, because you're yeah, there's involved. a lot of prerequisites uh, you know. to that actually working that was not just yeah. a bunch of them singing yeah <laughs> there was way and more so, stuff going on there that, that, that's kind of how i imagine things happening you get thousands of form of power can sing a song together and they can and you can make things happen I, I I just I just see that fully powered radiance can do just like a crazy amount of things already. That like, why couldn't humans over thousands of years make new ones of these and they don't, right? Hmm. So that makes me think that there needs to be a dawn shard involved. Okay, it's just too it's it's too much. Yeah, but like higher levels of surge binding, you can. And I think the easiest way to do that would be with a Dawn Shard. Especially with the Dawns in the name, you know? Yeah, Dawn is in the name, that's yeah. the thing. And yeah. yeah. Dawn Singers, it's weird. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. That's probably something we can touch more on in a different kind of episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so let's go and talk about Skepping. Oh boy. Uh, which is something Lutheran tele- I mean, Telescope asks. Uh, Dalinar refers to this by name as a technique the Windrunners are practicing. Uh, and it's also the thing that Ishar does where he makes his underblade disappears and then like reappear to skip the enemy's yeah. block. Uh, is this something advanced dead blade wielders can still do or only something Radiance and other blade wielders can do? Uh, it can be practiced, says Brendan. But it's not nearly as hard as it would have been in the way of King's Prime version, so it's not a major plot point anymore. Yeah, I hadn't read Way of King's Prime, but yeah, apparently that is a uh, a big deal there. So, okay, so uh, our very own opened runner, David, excellent. Asked, we have been introduced to two ways to refer to a magic system up until Rhythm of War. Chris has referred to manifestations of advance of investiture in the context of the metallic arts and elsewhere has used the term invested arts, which seemed to be the in-world term for a magic system. However, Rhythm of War has now introduced the term arcana. <laughs> Is this a synonym for invested art or a term for a specific sort of, sort of power set like stone shaping or light weaving that might be present in different forms in multiple invested arts throughout the Cosmere? Brandon. For the first question, Arcana isn't really either of those things. Invested Arts would still be the official title. 
whereas Arcana is more of a simple, more colloquial catch-all. It's like maybe the difference between saying Olympic categories and just sports. What a great question. Great question. What about manifestations of investiture? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like I don't question even... Coming out of this question. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> but at least uh, the difference between Arcana and invested art I, makes sense. Like, the the microorganisms giving abilities to avr like that's not an invested art but there's magical things going on mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so like they're yeah. like arcana is just magical effects that's kind yeah of brandon just doesn't want to use the word magic uh yeah so right yes yes. Yeah. yes yes i think that's exactly <laughs> what it is i also really like the word arcana so i'm happy that it's in the cosmic now uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. Uh, I just now want to know the difference between a manifestation of investiture and invested art. Well, that's the follow-up. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, from Windrunner Seventeen again. Yeah. Um, the other one, the other one is me trying to understand Bondsmiths a bit in, for their article. Yep. Ali uses his power to heal the buildings in Thalen City, and what he does does not seem to be a straightforward application of a surge. Is he making use of tension and adhesion, or some, or some mix of them both? I realize that sometimes things may not easily feel like, fall into easily into one category or another, so I'd accept any sort of clarification on this. To which Brandon said, "What Dalinar did is a mixture of abilities and a spiritual connection that is only possible to a bondsmith." Cool. <laughs> Guys, this I got it. Windrunner seventeen guy asked really good questions. Like, yeah. you should, like <laughs> do something with Addi him. Additionally, uh, I I do love the the zeal for Coppermind editing. It's like I'd really like a clarification to make this easier because I I know for a fact Jess asked that uh, bead question to help her Shadesmar article uh, that we talked about last in the last episode of these. So so I what I'm getting out of this is that Dalinar is bondsmithing in that scene. Yes. yes. Perfect use of the word. Grace? I like how fans were like arguing if it was like tension or adhesion or spiritual mumbo jumbo and Brit's like, eh, it's a combination of all it's three. All, of all three of them. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I'm just happy that it's not just adhesion because that makes no sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That <laughs> does make no sense. Indeed. It's just the way that it was originally stated in Oathbringer and then retconned. Uh, and mm. all this just makes it much more confusing than I think Brandon intended it to be. You know? Agreed. Well, this one was not retconned, was it? Well, I mean, the Stormfather originally said, oh, yes, yeah, so Storm, uh, Stoneward is the same surge. And then later it's like, it's not the same surge. Like, yeah. it was changed. <laughs> I would say that that is a retcon. No, no, but like that, that was a different scene is what I'm saying. Like, it, 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 well, yeah, but it was referring the... to the statue scene. No, it was referring to um, in a vision of Radiant creating stones out of, out of a thing. Oh. But mm. I so definitely yeah, think... Brandon wrote Oathrinker thinking Bondsmiths had cohesion. <laughs> I totally think he wrote that as using cohesion. And now yes. he's had to back off on that. And now, now he's Bondsmithing. And now he's Bondsmithing. <laughs> he's, he's Bondsmithing it good. All right. Gerbil asks, are Bondsmiths spren created as a matter of intent by shards, or are they natural insofar as any spren made of enough investiture 
would create a bondsmith bond. That is, for example, the Everstorm is clearly a giant mass of Odium's investiture. If someone, to were, if someone were to bond its spren, which presumably is very young and insensate currently, would it form a bondsmith bond as a matter of supernatural laws, or would Odium have to tweak the, something on a metaphysical level to allow a bondsmith bond to form? Brandon, it would not naturally become a bondsmith spren as it's not just the amount of investiture that makes one. For example, there's that odd spren in Eerie that has a ton of investiture but didn't become a radiant spren. To become a radiant spren requires some different things. Hmm. Kusakesh lore! <laughs> yeah! I'm like shocked. I'm like, Brandon mentioning Kusakesh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been 10 years! <laughs> it's, it's like mentioning Curse of Kind offhandedly. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, Axis has the Curse of Kind. You're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Same interlude. That Axis interlude. Yeah, yeah. What I'm getting out of this question is. How much bond would a bondsmith spread bond with a bondsmith spread <laughs> could bond spread? Yeah, 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 seriously, no. Uh, but that's that was a really great question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I very much, it's so it's not just the amount of investiture. And Kuskesh has a lot, bunch of investiture. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the other thing that is coming out of this is that uh, for a spread like Janat or Baromishram, mm to become a bondsmith spren if they are not already one mm-hmm. it, it would require something to either have happened or to happen mm. in the future like so like the thrill for example wouldn't be a bondsmith spren in all likelihood even though yeah. it's super invested mm-hmm. you probably need the spren would at least probably need some sapience right mm-hmm. yeah probably yeah but that's probably not and, sufficient and probably even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Necessary, but not sufficient. It's also yeah. interesting. So the, so the Rider of Storms was kind of a, a crucial spren to right. Roshar for a long time. Mm-hmm. We don't know when the Night Watcher was created, no. although it was obviously, she was obviously created by uh, Cultivation, so it must have been post uh, like Cultivation's arrival to the planet. But the sibling was specifically created mm. to combat Odium and his forces. So, so obviously, Bondsmith spread like the requirement is not some inherent ancient connection with Roshar. Like you can obviously get those spread to be to show up at various points in the history mm, of the planet. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rider of Storms, all the way back, pre-shattering. Nightwatcher post cultivation's arrival and the sibling, like after the like everything goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's uh, so there's there's hope. Yeah, and I think it's possible that like depending on the unmade's origins, like Baodamishram and Janat could potentially like if they were important to Roshar long ago, that that could still be on the cards and maybe because of that ancient past, maybe they don't. Maybe those prerequisites are already there. We don't really know. Yeah. I think I am... I am. I, I think I like the idea of Janat, uh, of Baromishram already meeting these requirements. I like and of Janat being eligible 
to to make like that them. too. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I think I think creating ODS bonds, Smith's friend, sounds like something Terravangian would do. Oh, definitely. Ooh, that's cool. Mm. Oh man. Because Terravangian yeah. could maybe adjust Jeanat a bit. If... But see, like I, I want Jeanat to do it in defiance of Odium. Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, maybe Jeanat and the new Odium get along well. We don't know. I hope not. That's a really good point. I like, like Jeanat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Jeanat too, yeah. Uh, things are different now. We don't, we don't know where mm-hmm. these things are going to go. So next question is from Delvin. Is it a coincidence that Dalinar was touched by all three Rosharan shards? Does it have any significance for the plot, or is this something I should not ponder about? I think there is something big in store for Dalinar. This is a very well-phrased question. I just want to point that out. I love this question. <laughs> Brennan, it is significant that Dalinar was touched by all three shards. I, I, I do think book five is going to be big for Dalinar, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon has promised us not another Mistborn ending, so the significance of that is, uh, is, is interesting. Yeah. And it's, Brandon had his book off, now he has to get back into the fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means for Dalinar, though. Like, I don't know. More viewpoints. That's what it means. <laughs> he, he, is, he is connected to all of them. Mm hmm. Um, and connection is a prerequisite for a lot of stuff in the Cosmere, but mm-hmm. right. But because it is a prerequisite for a lot of stuff, <laughs> it's hard to say anything specific <laughs> or useful, right? Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Steel triceps asks. Uh, I'm going to make the assumption that Relaine will have the same basic powers as Renarin. And Brandon raffles that for now, though you can assume <laughs> basic similarities between their powers. But Relaine's deeper connection to the rhythms might tweak his powers somewhat. So, in other mm-hmm. words, totally not a mm-hmm. raffle, and I just answered the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think we might see something similar to Venley being a listener, giving her the connection mm-hmm. to stone shaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah because. Obviously, mm-hmm. like the, the stones responding as like, oh, hey, a singer. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different. So if I, I guess, I guess if we were to compare, let's say, Zoo, the stone word woman, with um, uh, with Venli, if we were to compare their stone shaping, sure. Mm-hmm. We would see large similarities and small differences, and and that would be mimicked by Renarin and Relaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they do belong to the same order, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I think Singer Radiance. There's going to be like a standard deviation away from like human radiance and how they reflect. Sure. And I I wouldn't be surprised if like Singer Radiance are somewhere between a human radiant and a, f- a fused in their application of their searches. Yeah. I don't think I they're going to have like all the abilities of like diffused with the surge, but like mm. something closer to that. I don't know. We really didn't see Venley's stone shaping look anything like the deepest one. So I, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Also the fact that these are 
corrupted spren so that's yeah, another that's... like aspect of deviation oh that's that's true mm-hmm. funky yeah. funky mm-hmm. radiance looking forward to finding out what our corrupted truth watcher boyfriends can do yep mm-hmm. enlightened truth watcher boyfriends sorry enlightened truth watcher boyfriends right. <laughs> okay so zarin one asked Will we get a further definition on what Ray's meant when he said, we killed you, as Dalinar merged the realms at the end of book three? Brandon, I don't know for sure if I will give more on that or not. So for now, it's a raffo. Brandon, you better. You better. better. (laughs) Yeah, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? How could you not? Like, yeah. Why not just say I killed you then? Like... (laughs) Right? How I mean, is... is dead, so... Uh, how could he not give us more information on that? I just... I, I don't... Maybe not in book, but we can prod him after book 10, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let me, let me just put this on my calendar for 2045. Yeah, yeah, set a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, he better. That's all I'm he saying. He better, yeah. Because, yeah, if... If Odium and Cultivation work together to kill Honor, then, and we find that out eventually, then that's giving us more information on that. You know? It's, he has to give us more information on this eventually. Like, you can't... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so the next one was asked by I'm Krypton. If there was any shard to be offered to Hoyd, it would be this one, Whimsy. Uh, Brandon said, Hoyd is far too calculating and deliberate for whimsy. It might seem his style on the surface, but a deep dive into who he is would show that it's very much not who he is. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. DJR then asked follow-up, will we ever see the world or magic system for whimsy? And Brandon said, someday, hopefully. Well, I'm, kite I'm, magic? Kite magic, like... Kite yeah. magic, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, kind of, kind of uh, confirms that Whimsy is on a world with a magic system. Uh, yeah, oh. that is the case. Yeah, not the heart shard that uh, is in space with the uh, <laughs> yeah space. Mm. This next one is more just a response as to why Relaine was not on the Bridge Four poster, and that is just because he didn't want to spoil that he gets Stormlight in Rhythm of War. And he, apparently he's not the only exception, uh, that he hoped to get Drehi, who's modeled off a real-life friend, into the group, but there wasn't space. So, I guess, because he did, when the poster was out, it was like, it's intentional that Relaine's not on here. So, like, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got this reason because I saw a lot of people joking about how the reason was because Relaine is always forgotten about in the books, yeah, and so Brandon just yeah. forgot about him, and but that's why it was better the, like, for wing, a wing, spoiler you know? reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. Next question: Mender asked, "Is the Wells pulsing a pure tone of Scadrial?" Brandon, yep. Good. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> very cool. Um, yeah, we talked about this in more depth, or speculated at least, in our Lights episode. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, totally uh, makes sense. So, Great confirmation, love it. Yep. Uh, next question once again comes from Luster and Telescope. Uh, says, does Ba Edo Mishram mean child of the light of cultivation and honor? And Brandon raffles that. 
but you are doing a pretty good job picking apart the linguistics of that. And so there's a little bit of background here that I'm yeah. not a hundred percent familiar with because I haven't I haven't kept up with the discussion. But I think the the key components here are ba being um, uh, uh, evocative of the b a h uh, that we see in risen ba vistim. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like okay. it could it could be something to do with being of or child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Edo being a shortening of the Adoda glyph, which means light. Right. And we see that uh, being a key component of all of the lights glyphs that we see in the Rhythm of War glyphs page. Or Edo. And, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Mishram, which I think somebody was speculating was a, a combination of Mishim and Maram. And oh, they all speculated that, yeah. that Maram was, God, I don't remember, but like an old version of Merem, which we know to mean honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's the a Mishim in Alethia. Yeah. So like yeah, the Kalaya, same follow right? shift as Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Mishim being the, the the green moon, the middle moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the middle? No, it's the small one. It, but it's Cultivation's yeah. moon, right? The green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cultivation's moon. And so we have Ba, which may be child or like kind of apprenticeship, paternal relationship, this kind of stuff. Edo, light. Mishram, Mishim, Maram, Cultivation, Honor. Hmm. So that's kind of the breakdown of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. 80% of it. That is some damn good linguistics. I like I thought <laughs> I thought you were gonna get to the mushroom bit and be like, ah, oh, mushroom we don't really know, but that is some damn good. <laughs> it's I like that a, lot. a lot on the Discord. Yeah. As Modia said, yeah. uh lose there in telescope, that's that's for sure. Uh, especially yeah. after our buy to mushroom episode. But it, it's just interesting that uh Kalak you know, refers to Badamishram as Mishram, right? So that mm. that's an mm-hmm. interesting aspect going along with this. If if Edo means light, then the Ba Edo part might have been added after she figured out how to give void light. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting that she has two hyphens. Yeah. She's the only one made with that. <laughs> 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 Okay, so Simon asked, is Hoyt still holding his Dawn Shard? Hoyt's Dawn Shard is a Raphael. Okay. And they then followed that up with, if not, is the Dawn Shard currently held by Risen the same as Hoyt's or a different one? To which Brenda said, it's the same one. I think, because I, reading ahead, I, I read this, I think he means same as in, this is a Raphael. Because if he's uh, if he's raffling whether or not Hoyd still has a Dawn Shard, Hoyd and Risen can't both be sa- holding yeah. the same Dawn Shard at the same time. Okay, so that one's also a raffle. Okay, so you just said say. I, I think so. I, I cool, don't know. Because I was going to say for him to reveal that is that's ma- like if he revealed. Oh yeah, with the change Dawn well, Shard. Why wouldn't yeah, he just say raffle then? Like why is that one? Know, but like Eric from the future coming into you guys to give some clarification to this argument. 
Oh, uh, so it turns out Ian's totally right. Brandon later commented that he meant same as in Raffo. Uh, I am not going to cut any of this, so enjoy us arguing about something that uh, is answered. So there you go. It logically doesn't make sense for it not to be Raphael. Because, like, if Risen is holding the Dawn Shard, Hoyd can't be holding the Dawn Shard. Yeah, but there's no problem. Like, Hoyd doesn't necessarily need to still have his Dawn Shard. No, yeah, he's asking if it's the same is, one. Is he still holding the Dawn Shard? No, no, no. The question is, is it the same as Hoyd's or different? But the first question, is Hoyd still holding his Dawn Shard? Raphael. So it's whether yeah. or not Hoyd... Yeah, and then the second one is, is the Dawn Shard that Risen held the same or different to Hoyd's? But if it's the same one, then like the first one can't be a Raphael because like we know he's not holding it. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like the, the second question is answering the first one yeah. if if that's what same means. I just don't mm -hmm. know why he would wouldn't just say same. Uh, like why wouldn't he just say Rafo? Like he would normally know. just say Rafo. Like if it's the is this Donchard the same or different? And Brandon said same. Yeah. So uh, oh, I, I, I he would have just said Rafo. I strongly disagree because I I think the fact that revealing what. Don Shard Hoyt held is a huge. Yeah, that's my thing as well. Is that that would be a huge reveal because I'm sitting here and I was reading it and I was reading. It, I was like, wait, he revealed which Don Shard Hoyt had. I don't remember that. But we should probably mention as well that this is all in the same post on Reddit. Yeah, this, yeah, even though yeah. we did it, it's two different yeah. wobs. This is all in the same post. Uh, so I'm actually inclined to agree with Ian. I think he's just saying that this is also a Rafo, as in same. The answer to number one, which is this is a Rafo. I am I am iffy about the whole thing. Like, it it definitely reads like Brandon is saying it is the same Don Shard. Yeah. But yeah. just f for meta reasons, like, this is so nonchalant. And yeah. It's such a big reveal that I, I, ha I have to be a little skeptical. Hmm. Yeah. So the next one, Nickley mentions four Dawn Shards. Are there more than that? And Brandon says there are only four Dawn Shards. Mm -hmm. And the final question they ask is, are all the Dawn Shards currently, as of Stormlight 4, on Roshar or in the Rosharan system? Uh, and Brandon raffles on whether they are on this planet or not. I just don't understand why, like, same is not, like, he's clearly mimicking that exact phrase in the question, whereas in two other locations, he's just totally fine saying Raffo. That's the thing. It's this this last sentence makes me agree with Ian now. Mm -hmm. And he, here's the other thing. He has said before that Hoyd used to be a Dawn Shard, which says that Hoyd is no longer a Dawn Shard, so he's already answered that first question. Uh... I, I don't know the exact phrasing on that. Yeah. Because, like, it, alternative, like, he's also going, like, Hoyt is a Don Shard, uh, it's a Raffo. Same being, like, okay, like, I just said Raffo, like, referencing back to the previous question. I think it is more ambiguous than Brandon was very unclear here. Yeah. I'm erring on the side of this isn't revealing which. Dawnshard Hoyt had because that feels like a huge thing to me. And if he's specifically saying, no, we're raffoing everything to do with Orders Dawnshard, mm -hmm. why would he say that immediately after revealing which one he had? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess. I just. 
mm-hmm. he he has typically no issue repeatedly raffoing and not just like he usually yeah. doesn't say it like this. Agreed. He really does Agreed. not. Agreed. Agreed. Um, on, on a less important word of Brandon, I would I would go with you, but with <laughs> something as big as this, I want to be cautious. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fair. Like, like it, it just doesn't make sense to me for Brandon to re- be revealing what Don Shard Hoyt held at this point in time. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But okay. So our final Bob of the episode excellent, is from Mori Willow. Um, in part one, Navani says that some of the Fabrioles they found in Urthuru worked in ways they understood, but had Spren trapped in Shadesmar, which by the end we know refers to Spren that have manifested as a Fabriel, with Soulcasters being the only ones that confuse her. Is the intent here supposed to be for us to make the connection that the older Fabrioles they found used the different types of metals used in modern Fabrioles? Or is it supposed to be vague how exactly they can't compare for now? Brennan, the confusion here is that Navani didn't realize that Soulcasters were a version of something like a Shardlight. She thought that by seeing Spren in Shadesmar, it meant that the Soulcasters had somehow trapped a Spren. But they didn't seem to be trapped in a gemstone anywhere in the physical realm. This is what bugged her. It's less about the metal and more about where is the trapped Spren. I know it's there. I can see it in Shadesmar. Mori. Oh, okay, thank you. A brief follow-up. Does this mean that all the old manifested Spren Fabrioles, like the attractors and conjoiners they found in Urthu and were able to improve, had weird metals like Soulcasters, if it was just their identifiable functions that kept them from being confusing? Brandon, yes, that is correct. This was regarding old manifested Fabrioles having weird metals as part of them. Hmm. Oh. Okay. So I guess if a Spren chooses to become a Fabriole, the metals don't matter. Yeah, because you just kind of become uh, yeah. on a cultivation issue, maybe. Yeah. Like, it, you don't have to be manifest as bronze to create an alerter Fabriole. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Could even, I don't think a Spren even could manifest as bronze. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that, that does like actually clear up a lot. I feel, particularly with Urethiru. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Because it's kind of similar to how, like, in Hemalurgy, you can use idiom for anything. Yeah. You can use oh, like okay. god metals to replicate, like, in terms of Fabrioles, like any ability. But maybe this yeah, friend just has to intend. To I was the right actually about uh-huh. to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bring so, it back. Were yeah. some of the fab so so were some of the fabrials in Eurythiru, such as elevators, such as attractors and pressure pumps that do the water stuff? Those were separate spren, like spren that were not the sibling. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sibling was other stuff. Because mm-hmm. yes. my impression huh. is that a lot of a lot of the tower is the sibling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the air pressure and heating, I think, is the sibling. Probably other things. Yeah. That's weird. Because 
Okay, so this reminds me of of that scene where like Navani was speaking with her scientists mm-hmm. up on top of the cloud walk mm-hmm. and they were telling her how the the pressure rises ahead of the storm and mm-hmm. and the temperature also rises and she's like, "Oh, so it's like the tower is bracing for the storm." So it would make mm-hmm. sense for these effects to be tied to the sibling directly right, because yeah. the sibling is like preparing the environment uh for for humans to weather the storm but things like the elevators they don't need to be controlled in this way they can be normal quote-unquote fabrials except normal as the ancients saw normal fabrials which means Mm. spread manifested as objects yeah and it might be also it's like the the newer fabrials like the not sibling fabrials could be powered by stormlight, mm. which like the ancients would have had an easier time of getting to. Yeah, like, it'd be like really inconvenient. Like, oh, like this elevator can only be powered by tower light. Too bad, only one person can ever <laughs> use it. Hmm. I love how the sibling takes issue with like Sprem being trapped in gems, but has no problem with Sprem being trapped as an elevator for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a little weird, but I guess the the difference is that the Spren chose to do that. Yeah, be an elevator. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Ha. Huh. Hey, the the whole we chose scene would have been so much less impactful if we it chose to be an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Adolin, Adolin and Shalan are going up an elevator and the other was like, we chose! <laughs> Neat, though. Yeah. Kind of paint some details on, onto the whole picture. I think I'm actually a little more confused, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I'm with I'm you I'm actually I'm a like... little more confused. Yeah. yeah. What part, are you going to brother? Mm-hmm. Like... If the other Fabrials that they found were the ancient Fabrials, then mm-hmm. wouldn't those also have Spren trapped in Shadesmar? They do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They That's do? what Brandon's saying. So yeah. Navani is confused because she's like, I can see the Spren for this elevator, but I don't see the gem in the physical realm where that Spren is trapped. And she's, so she's like, what the hell? Because she doesn't realize that the Spren is the metal, not the gem. Because her understanding of Fabrials is Spren going gems. Okay, let's move on. That's <laughs> uh, fine. It's fine. I'm tired. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter we'll right say, now. We'll do a full Fabrial episode yeah, eventually. I'm, and I'll just sit here silent through the whole thing and be like, oh, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, all like, Attractors and like all of those other Fabrials, like, like she understands like attractors and all of those so like she wasn't trying to figure out the missing link like she didn't think too deeply about those because like she thought she already understood them it was soul casters for the sticking point because like she didn't understand anything about them i guess i just i i guess if you just saw like all these friends there wouldn't you i don't, I don't know when you think it's like hey there's some commonality between these i don't know okay <laughs> Neat. I I think she thought she understood more than she actually did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Well, I I do want to see why Spren would ever turn into devices because that 
typically doesn't sound ultra useful. Like, hmm. I want some more info about that, you know? Agreed. We'll see. We'll we'll throw it in book five with all the other things that we need to find oh, out yeah, in book yeah. five. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a lot to do in book five. It'll be easy to put that in. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Easy peasy. Easy. <laughs> cool. So we, there might be some more Word of Brandon episodes after whatever AMA or something there is, but uh, we'll, I don't know. I don't know when we'll cover those, but we will We will cover them. Don't worry. But we're, we're done with this set of Words of Brandon. So let's go on to who's that Cosmere character. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Yeah, Tom. Raze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Ta. Welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character, the game show where you guys send in four... Uh, four? Clues. Five. Five. Five <laughs> clues. Um, you know how to host to... this. We do. I realized in the last episode I forgot to say the email address. Oh, well done. <laughs> just, yeah. just send it. It'll be on screen. Uh, in it'll, the past. It'll be on screen. Yeah. Um, so send the four clues, five clues in character <laughs> to WTTC at 17shard.com um, and we'll read them. It's in the description, um, guys. It's always in the description. In the description. <laughs> yeah. So, character number one was sent in by DeQuertyC, uh, who had cool. a pronunciation guide. Oh, uh, really? Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's, that yeah. is useful. That is, that is useful. Um, yeah, we're I training our fans as well. Tier four, because like QWERTY is obviously the like the first half of the top row of the keyboard. QWERTY was like, taken, are... maybe. Uh, I can I can reveal that it's it's his first name. The D stands for, and the C at the end is his last name. Oh, with QWERTY in the middle. Wow, there the you mystery go. solved. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Clue number one: This character can read and write. Dalinar. It's not Dalinar. Aladdin. It is not Ellen. Yasna. It is not Yasna. Renarin. And it is not Renarin. Mm-hmm. Clue number two. This character is an expert in their local investiture. Does it mean to be an expert? What is- <laughs> 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 that, that is a fair question, though. Vasher. It is not Vasha. Shy. It is not shy. Sazed. It's not Sazed. <laughs> what is an expert? Magic system, correct? No. Local investor. Local, local investor. Okay. Um, <laughs> sixth of the dusk. It is six of the dusk. Oh, <laughs> all right, nice, nice. Those were great guesses. I really liked the next clue. I was hoping we could have got to the next clue, which is this character has been on a boat. Uh, that would have been genuinely is, helpful. Yeah, uh, clue number four is this character is aware of other planets because apparently that is that is from a warp that they linked me to. Oh, huh. um, okay. And <laughs> citation uh, needed, and the, they provided the citation. You can't argue with citation. that. <laughs> also, this character hates Hadassian food, um, mm-hmm. which is also oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is another warp. Yeah, cool, nice, cool. God, sixth of the dusk is so what. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Uh, let me go. I want the story on how Mraze got his AVR. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, like not not this far future Dromonade. I want like 
Stormlight era. Like, where are they, how are they getting these AVR through the perpendicularity, you know? Maybe in a box. It's called poaching. <laughs> you know, the AVR, they, they can leave their planet. That's kind of interesting. Mm, yeah. In a mm-hmm. sense. Going yeah. back to the Seon thing. Yeah, well, the AVR are inherently physical, but the but Radiance can't leave, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. it's... Radiance can't leave because the spread can't leave. But the yeah. thing that AVR are bonded to are also worms, which are physical things. Yeah. Yeah, but Mraes says that Shalon is trapped in the system. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think AVR- Shalon could leave. Well, because like she's bonded with um Pattern. Like Pattern would like keep her tethered. And it's like AVR- she can't get too far from Pattern. Yeah. Hmm. But the AVR aren't bonded to the worms. They eat the worms. Right? It's like and a, then they like live in their intestinal yeah, tracts, like, like they're parasites. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, the parasites that okay. They're, okay. they're a symbiotic entity. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll live with that. Yeah. Magical tapeworms. Cool. Pretty much. Excellent. So this next one was sent in by Call Me Mayday. Hi, Mayday. <laughs> Clue number one: This character is not human. Human the Colossus. <laughs> it's not human the Colossus. <laughs> you gotta say it. Uh, suck. It is not suck. <laughs> I wanted to guess over the Mavor character, but I can't do that. Um, um sure blood. It is not sure blood. Mm. Why can't you guess a rhythm of all character? Presumably because this was before Rhythm of War, I'm assuming. You don't uh, know yeah, that. Point. You don't uh, know. Uh, I'm not going to reveal when it was sent in. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> See, yeah, like, the that, worst, that's not the worst poker face. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever play poker. I'm under the assumption that these are pre Rhythm of War for like yeah, yeah. a bit. Okay, I'll allow that this one is pre-Rhythm of War, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in uh, 2022 we'll get to some Rhythm of War ones. <laughs> yeah. That first Rabonio one is going to be so good. <laughs> oh, <hi>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to guess Ulida. It is not Ulida. Uh, clue number two. This character is on Roshar. Oh. Gallant. It is not Callan. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta guess both horses. Uh, I was gonna... It is not Leshwi. I was I was gonna guess Cokerly, but I don't think Cokerly's on Roshar. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Relane. It is not Relane. Arclo. And it is not Arclo. Clue number three. This character is prompt. Ooh. Huh. Interesting oh. clue. It's Kusatesh. <laughs> it is Kusakesh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought after getting a Kusakesh Wob, you got to get a Kusakesh WTCC in there. Mm, nice, 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah, because Kusakesh is very prompt and has strange Always faces. Like, well, it was like 7, 742 or 642, something like that. Something. Something like that, yeah. Very yeah, exact awesome. on their time. Uh, clue number four was this character is draining to be around, and clue number five is this character is an important cultural icon. 
Good clues. Good one. Okay. I like yeah. that one. Nice. Just yeah. had a weird, a weird thought for a potential future wob. Ask about like how Kusakesh would react to daylight savings time. Really <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> that's 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 really amusing. That's a Be- fascinating because question. because if it, it's like <laughs> does it matter the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's probably the like the irreality perception of time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Un- unless unless it's even more fundamental than that, and Kyosukeshi is reflecting like a specific event that happened at mm. like yeah. if if the if the if the timestamp is like transcends the uh, uh, the human perception of of time, and it's yeah. And it's yeah. more spiritual in nature. I mean, I'm adding what is Roshar's axial tilt to my questions. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> See, what if, what if, guys, what if? With Kusakesh. It's Kusakesh the Protector. So maybe it's like made up of Honor Sprint or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? No, Kusakesh <laughs> is not a radiant friend. We know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this amalgamation of dead honors, friend, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it, yeah, it can't, it can't be. Maybe that's friend. where all the hip shard blades are. Yeah, it's in Kusakesh. It's, oh, man. Kusakesh is shard blades. That's the time there of the recreants. Oh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> Kusakesh, the protector, the, the thrill is in the ocean, but here it's being protected by yeah. Kusakesh. That's right. <laughs> they threw it at Kusakesh. But, 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 but <laughs> re- real talk. Uh, like they were in Cassiter. And Caster could be near where Feverstone Keep is, and so it could be yep. relevant to the Recreants. It could yep. be the time of the Recreants. Would that it not be, be crazy? Yeah, I mean, yep. I've I've jokingly suggested that along. Th- like, I had a question where I asked Brandon if the if the Recreants happened at a specific time globally, but he raffled me. Yeah, what a surprise! <laughs> Kusakesh no, is I, the dead shard blades. Imagine, He's imagine friend all of the Recreants. <laughs> Um, alternative, it is not the time of the recreants, it's the time of Biody Mission being captured. Ooh. Ooh. <gasps> it's made up of all the souls of the singers there. <laughs> or something. It had far reaching aspe- effects yeah, on yeah, all, yeah. everything on Roshan. That's right. That's right. Kusashesh could have been a thing beforehand, and then it's like something broke with it. Okay, but can you imagine all of the radians just going, okay, so at 0640, <laughs> we are going to break our oaths. And so all the Windrunners and Stonewars land and they're like looking at their shard watches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to be weapons of war. Mm-hmm. Actually, they probably didn't have Fabrio clocks at the time, so I don't know. How no. But their Spren could be. Yeah, they could have convinced the Spren to be a watch forever. What if what if the <laughs> recreants was really that they just wanted to create a cool spren like Kuskesh? <laughs> that was the purpose of that the recreants. No, 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 no. We can't be radiants, but we could get this other weird spren. That'll really screw them up good. <laughs> it's gonna mess up with people's ideas of history for thousands of years. <laughs> You can find 
Find us on uh, 17show.com. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our mini Kusakesh cast. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't expect this would be at the end of this show either. So, you know, <laughs> the wobs take us where the wobs take us. Find us I on 17show.com. 4.20. <laughs> Not in my time zone. <laughs> Not in my time zone. Not in my time For zone. All, all times are watch doesn't care about your time zones. Here's the cash doesn't. You can find all this nonsense on 17shard.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud. You can subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes for this. And if you like this, then you can support us on Patreon. Cool. And we'll see you next time for things. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Send this episode to your grandma. Yes, she'll really appreciate the Kusakesh at the end. Grandmas are well known for loving Kusakesh. She te- my grandma texts me every day saying, is there any Kusakesh news? And now I can say yes. I'm so excited. Nine, nine out of ten grandmas agree. Yep. Kusakesh is the protector of teeth, of dentures. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> <laughs> all staying in. <laughs> we like we took all of our like suppressed tangents and nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled it at the end. Seriously though, I'm like, no, I have to leave at a certain time for a doctor's appointment. No tangents, and we're just all sick. we're just all just bursting out. We're actually a little ahead of schedule, so it works out. This is all staying in the episode. This yeah, yeah, no, that's that's why. It's like we knew at the end we had some extra time, so we're like, <laughs> finally, all of our nonsense and tangents can come out. Protector of super, dentures. Super Kus- saturated tangents. Kusakesh brand toothpaste. <laughs> the, the most protection that grandmas need. Yeah. Oh, sure. Man. Bye. <laughs> Caw.